Hello, welcome to the Careers for Kids podcast, where kids learn careers. This is Maxwell Valencia. This is Henry Morrison. And today, we have Mary Parmeli, Director of Youth Services in the Westport Library. Thank you, Mary Parmeli, for coming to us. You're welcome. And, and you know what? You can just call uh, me Mary. Okay, okay, Mary. And tell us what you currently do right now. So I am, as you said, the Director of Youth Services. So... Here at the Westport Library, that means that I am responsible for um, programs and collections from birth until age 18. So we go all the way through high school, basically, for youth services. So I have a teen librarian and I have children's librarians um, that report to me as well as um, shelters. We have about somewhere between 18 and 20 people working in our department right now. I like that. That's you really you must have really helped a lot of kids. Yeah, and that's the best part of the job. The best yeah. part of the job is working with kids. And the job's not just about the money. It's it's also about like how you impact the world. When you're working in a public library, the job is definitely not about the money. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say that first and foremost. Um, you don't go into this for the money. It's, we are a nonprofit. Yes. Um, so we're limited in how much money is raised. Um, we're supported 80% by the town, but 20% of yeah. our budget has to be privately fundraised. Yeah. Um, and we make a lot less money than school librarians. I love that. It's a good lesson. Yeah. Uh, tell me more about your career and how you got to this position. So um, I'm old, so I've done a lot of things in my life. Um, and... I have many degrees. Um, so I went to college, and then I went to law school, and then I get my, got my master's of law in taxation. I worked for a Wall Street law firm doing mergers and acquisitions. That's a lot. Then I worked for PepsiCo. And then after I had my kids, after a while, I decided that I wanted okay. to take some time off. So I got involved in politics in town, local politics. So I was on the Board of Education for eight years. Um, and then when I finished with that, as I was finishing with that, I, I wanted to do something else. And I wanted to do something that I just liked, something that was just fun. So I became a shelver in the children's department here at the Westport Library. And then I became a substitute. And then I got my master's of library science. Wow. Um, I was working as a paraprofessional at the high school library. Okay. And there was an opening here, so I applied for it and I became a children's librarian. And from that, I became the coordinator of children's services. And then they rolled teen into it, so I became the director of youth services. I mean, what inspired, like, what inspired you to, like, yeah, become, become, uh, like, have a job here and, how you like how I don't know how you got to this position. How, how why why did you want to do the show? Because as well, like I said, I had been worked at a Wall Street law firm. So I had done, you know, the mergers and acquisitions where you're working around the clock um, and you're dealing with multi-million dollar deals. Um, and it wasn't fun. Like it just wasn't fun. And I just and I decided that I didn't want to have a job that took that much of my life. I wanted to have a job where I could enjoy my life. So when I started looking at working part-time, I decided I was going to do something that I enjoyed. Oh. And I've always loved books. Oh. 
So I, I decided I would start. So I applied here and I applied at Barnes and Noble and I got a part-time job here. And then, like I said, I was working at the high school library and I got to see the difference between what school librarians do and what the librarians in the public library do. Okay. And the things that I enjoyed the most about the job were the things that happened all the time at the public library, but only sometimes at a school library. So I decided that I wanted to work at a work and be a librarian at a public library and not a school librarian. And that actually surprised me because when I was on the Board of Education, I really liked everything to do about education and the Westport schools. But this was just more fun. Oh, yeah. So it must have been really fun for you. Like you finally get to have a fun job and you also get some break time to have even more fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with Maxwell on that one. Like, it's got to be a lot of fun going from a job. Like, just in general, having, like, a fun job where it's flexible yes. and you actually enjoy it for the most part, especially just coming from, like, a job that you didn't enjoy and didn't, didn't feel like was worth your time. Mm -hmm. True. And uh, what part of your job do you enjoy the most and you do not enjoy the most? I dislike... What I enjoy the most, and this, again, this is because I'm not just a public librarian, I'm a children's librarian. I like working with kids. So the most fun is, like, I do programs for little kids um, that you might have gone to when you were little. And by little, I mean, like, I think first graders are big. So I do birth to five and birth to three, like real little kids programs, and I like that. And then the other thing, and I mean, I literally just came from doing book talks at Greens Farms Elementary. I love talking with kids about books and how finding out what they like and getting them to read more books. And then what I don't like about the job is the amount of time I have to spend writing emails. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I guess there are so many emails to us. Well, to you, it's nothing. What? That was like... That was easy. Like there are times where I have to, like I have to, I literally can spend six hours a day just writing emails. What? Yeah, oh, that's, that that's really crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, is it, but is like all the sending of emails worth your job and what yeah. you do? It's something that you have to do. You know, it's email was supposed to make our lives easier, but it, uh, it didn't. And so, um, you know, I just get, I get a lot of emails from people and I, and it's, it's not polite to not respond. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, was this the dream job you imagined yourself doing when you were a kid? Absolutely not. Oh, kind of ex I, I kind of expected that. Really? Yeah. Yes. When I was a kid, I was convinced that I, I always knew I wanted to go to law school and I did. And when I was in law school, I wanted to be a consumer protection lawyer. But law school costs a lot of money. Oh. And being a consumer protection lawyer, you probably make less than you make in a library. So oh. I decided that I would, um, and I had the opportunity to work at a Wall Street firm, which is something that not everybody has the opportunity to do. So I decided I was going to do that. And so that's what I did. Okay. And yeah, like, who were your idols when you were young? Like, who inspired you? Doesn't have to be a librarian or a lawyer. Like, who did like inspire you to do things? So, I and I'm going to tell all the listeners this. Um, Henry and Maxwell were kind enough to send me these quest some of these questions in advance, which was great because 
um, it took me, I was really thinking, who were my idols when I was, you know, when I was younger? And, you know, the only person that I could really think of was Bobby Kennedy. Okay. See? Yeah, but now, now this is where you guys are going to have to, like, do some research and learn some things on your own. But you've heard of John F. Kennedy, who was yeah. our president? He had a younger brother named Bobby Kennedy. Yeah. And Bobby Kennedy was running for president. What? Yep, he was running for president and he was assassinated. Oh no. Yep, and I really admired him because he, he really seemed to stand up for everybody. Um, and I thought he was gonna make a big difference in our country, possibly the world. Yeah. Um, he said he was gonna get us out of the Vietnam War because we were fighting the Vietnam War at the time. Yeah. And I just, I really admired him. Um, and I would say probably he was the only person that I kind of idolized when I was little. Oh, I think I, I get you. Like, how did you, how inspired you? Like, if I were like you, I would definitely be inspired. Yeah, well, I had three old, I have three older brothers and there was a chance that they were going to go fighting in Vietnam. And what was the biggest highlight of your career? I think the, the biggest highlight of my career, like there's many, but I think the thing that is that stands out the most is when I get to meet authors. And I've gotten to meet a lot of authors. Oh. Um, and like I can, like I had dinner with John Muth one night. I've had dinner with Raina Telgemeier. Oh. Um, I had a fabulous conversation with Sharon Draper. Um, and it's like, they're like normal people. And like you, like they write, they have such incredible talent and they have this ability to convey all of these emotions through the written word. Um, and just getting to meet them is just unbelievable. Like I knew Rana Talamager, I like her books. Mm -hmm. She's one of the nicest people and her husband is also nice. Like they are so nice. Like you're like, you're a star. And they like they would they went around. I was at a banquet that they were at. I was at their table. They went around and had a conversation with every single person at the table. Whoa! Like they made a point of talking to every single person. They're really nice. Very nice. Yeah, like if I was someone, I think they're nice. Yeah, I feel like I mean I don't know why I feel feel like this, but I feel like a lot of just a lot of like celebrities or just like famous people in general wouldn't be as nice in real life, but those people are. So, yeah. Um, what are the biggest challenges that you think can be solved on the generation that you would want that you would want to be solved? Okay, well, obviously, if you look outside and you see the haze, climate change oh, yeah. is, I think, a huge thing that is going to, I, I don't, you know, I think that's going to be up to your generation and hopefully it's not too late. Um, because they're saying that the reason why we're having as many wildfires and as intense and long-lasting as mm -hmm. they are is because of climate change. Yeah, I think we have like a little nick of time left to fix it, but yes. then if we don't, we're kind of doomed. I feel like a lot of people are just not taking enough action. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, and the other thing I would say is that your generation is going to have to solve is the problem that this country has with guns. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Kid, no kidding. Like, Tawana? 
like he's so dangerous according to like murder yeah and like i mean i don't know just in recent years like yeah. school shootings has climbed up oh, yeah, that make me just angry. like the amount of like just violence has climbed up you know yeah. it used to be like nobody even like knew there, like there weren't school shootings yeah like and nobody, now it's like oh there no, was another one yeah. yeah, and it's kind of just like it's sad that it's becoming more like a just a regular like thing on a regular basis. Yes. Like, oh yeah, another one happened. That's sad. Yes. Instead of like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. But it's just really sad that that's starting to become a normality. And just with uh, just with a bunch of other stuff, it's kind of sad that it's that's starting to become yeah. like just more of a regular thing, like something we all know. And that's like. And maybe I, because you have lived through when it became a regular thing, maybe it'll be your generation yes. that solves problems. Yeah, because like I know yes. a lot of that stuff started happening like the mid 2010s, oh, yeah. early 2010s. Like I think it like started skyrocketing like after or around like the Sandy Hook incident. Mm-hmm. And I know New York City, I used to live there. Mm-hmm. And like there were not like I lived there until like 2020, but like in more like before 2020 and like, I don't know, probably just like, let's just say 2011, 2010 to like 2016, 2017, like there wasn't much violence. But if you look on the news now, there's so many things about like, I know in my subway station, like the one that I used to go to, someone got killed and someone got like shot in the elevator there. And someone get choked. So like just stuff is not like, it just, Becoming more of a normal thing, but I think yeah. it just shouldn't be that way. And we need to do something yeah, to stop something. it. But once again, I feel like for a lot of the stuff, people are not taking enough action. Yes. Like the governor, he said that there's, there's a problem with like mental health of like Texas, and some people also think that like that the people are getting way too many access to guns, and we should stop using guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know some laws are starting to help that, yeah. but then it's not enough as a force as to just completely stop it in its tracks. And if someone wants to follow in your footsteps as like a librarian in your careers, what would you tell him or her like youth services? Okay, so the first thing I would tell them is that they have to be prepared to go to school for two years after college to get their master's of library science, because that's a requirement. And the other thing I would say is that, especially if it's somebody your age, I would say from now until you get to that point, get as much experience in different libraries as you can. So um, you can volunteer at libraries when you're older, you can work part-time in libraries, but I would have, I would say work in different libraries because I figured out that I wanted to be a public librarian because I was working in a public library in the school Mm -hmm. library. And if I hadn't had that experience, I might have become a school librarian and traumatized countless children before I realized that was not where I was meant to be. So um, I, you know, and there are so many different kinds of libraries. There's academic libraries, there's law libraries, there's medical libraries, there's music libraries. So if you get experience in different libraries before you start library school, then you'll know what you want to specialize in when you're in library school and you'll be that much more qualified when you get your degree. Yeah, that's something like I know a lot of people like just like you should do if you like feel passionate about a job, which I know you wanted to go to law school before. Yeah. But like if just in general, like it doesn't matter how old you are, if you feel passionate about a job, like you should, like you should probably like 
learn the ways first or just want to do a job that you're like you got to learn it first instead mm -hmm. of just going to there with no experience and i i like your message a lot yes like saying do too. like have a job that you actually like and you think is worth your time even if it doesn't pay as much even if it doesn't qualify you as much at least you're not waking up miserable that you have to go to work every day. Yes, like I, I'm, like I, I have a passion that I want to be a business tycoon when I grow up. Like sometimes I don't like it, but I, I like I want to be a business tycoon when I grow up, even though it may it be boring to me. It's my passion. Mm -hmm. Like so, like it's kind of like you. I'm, I may become like a doctor when I grow up instead. Like, like also like you. Like before you thought you'd be a lot a lawyer, but. Said you became a librarian. Yeah, stuff can change. Yeah, like, it can change a lot. One little thing could change your opinion about how 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 you think about like how way you a way you look at the world or how you look at a job or how you even look at a person. But uh, what is your life advice for kids listening to this podcast? Yeah, what is it actually plays on what you two both have been talking about, and that is um, find something that you're passionate about and make sure you pursue it. Now, it could be something that you pursue in your job, or you might have a job that you enjoy or is just okay, but you're making great money and you know you need to pay the bills, but there can be another part of your life where you can follow that passion. Yeah, like, so I yeah. think that's really important. And the other thing is that while you're following that passion, you need to make sure that you are kind to everyone around you, including yourself.